Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Tea With Us podcast with me, T. And today I have AJ here as a guest and she is going to tell us all about um, what she does in aerospace. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm really excited. Thank you for coming. Yep, we are too. Very excited to have you on. Yeah, so I uh, my name is AJ. I'm 35. My job title is Thermal Analyst. Um, so I'm, I'm actually, my degree is in mechanical engineering. I just ended up specializing in thermal analysis. And in the past, I've actually done aircraft design and structural analysis work. Um, but for the thermal analysis specifically, I build my own thermal uh, models. I usually scope all of my own work. Um, and so I basically, I go to leadership and I say, this is what I think we need to do to make sure that everything's going to be fine thermally, uh, for various systems and identify if there's some issues that they don't know about that we need to look at. Um, um, but basically the focus is making sure nothing overheats and nothing melts, <laughs> you know, everything's working, um, throughout it, particularly the flight, uh, but also for the whole life cycle of their vehicle. Um, so the life cycle would be you know, storage, transportation, um, sitting out in the sun waiting to take off. That's, that's usually a really bad, um, it's a, it's a portion of the, of that we really need to focus on, um, flight landing, that sort of thing. And so then as part of that, I also sit in a lot of meetings, um, and advise leadership, um, you know, what should we do about different things and also making sure that we're meeting all of our thermal requirements, um, so it's kind of cool because everyone ends up <laughs> looking to me and um, it's uh, it's it's a lot of fun. I mean, this sounds fascinating. Like I want to know more. Okay, so just to clarify for myself and some of the listeners too, if maybe not everyone's um, completely up to speed on uh, what exactly aerospace is, is this specifically just airplanes, like commercial flights or... Yeah. Uh, so aerospace would be airplanes that you'd fly on, you know, to go to different places. It includes um, the very large drones. So not like the quadcopters that you'd see in the store. Like these, <laughs> like the smallest drone I've seen is like the size of probably like four or five quadcopters put together. Like they're, they're pretty large. Um, and then they actually go all the way up to uh, aircrafts that are bigger than manned aircraft. Um, and they'll fly around with manned aircraft and, and try to protect them, or they help train people who are going to be fighter pilots and they, they do all sorts of things. So it, so it's a, it's a pretty wide area. It's, it's more than just commercial flights. Okay. Yeah, no, I just, that's what I just wanted to clarify because I'm not completely like up to speed on this. So this is why it's so interesting to actually learn all about this. And I'm sure a lot of other people, um, are really interested to actually learn exactly what this entails. So this sounds absolutely fascinating. So was it something that you always wanted to do? Is this like the dream job or how did you come about to, to end up in this? No, actually it wasn't. I, um, I grew up really interested in, in, um, astrophysics and astronomy. I thought that I was going to be an astronomer or an astronaut. Um, but then, you know, I was also, I also started taking things apart at three. <laughs> it was very unpleasant wow. for my parents. Um, <laughs> so I think I was always going to be an engineer. I just didn't have anyone in my life that was an engineer. So I didn't know what that was until I was in high school. And then once I really understood what it was, um, that's when I knew I wanted to be an engineer and I wanted to focus on analysis. 
And then it's been kind of um, an evolution from there. I, initially, like I said, I was working on um, structural analysis. And then I got an opportunity to do some thermal. And I realized that I really liked that aspect of it a lot more. So I've been focusing on that ever since. Wow. So the thermal um, analysis being, like you said, just is this to do with like the heating, making sure things don't overheat? Is that basically what that entails? Or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is seriously interesting. So I'm assuming generally for an engineer, you uh, sort of picture like this is this is maybe a more of a male role. Yeah. Is that that's right, okay. And obviously you're definitely not a male. Um, yeah. <laughs> and you're obviously killing it in your field. So what's it like being a female in this? Um, it's really interesting. Yeah, there's only about 10% of uh, engineers are female in, in the US wow. at least that that was uh, from the 2019 census data. Um, and that's, and that's you're one of pretty them. close. To me. Yeah, Fantastic. that's pretty close to how it is at my company. Yeah, it is. It is really cool. I really enjoy my job. I, I think it's a lot of fun. Um, and honestly, most of my coworkers are fine. They you know, we're just there to get our job done and they can just act professional and we can get through the day. And then, but then every once in a while you come across somebody who is just so obviously uncomfortable <laughs> and it's a total nightmare sometimes. Um, sometimes I, 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 when I was in school, I taught a little bit. And so I think I'm pretty good at like helping people feel a little bit more comfortable. And so I would try my best. But there's some people that just really don't, they just don't want me to be there. And they'll very openly say that. Um, no, yeah. really? It's oh. really uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. I'm I, I had a, Yeah. Yeah, you think, <laughs> you know, most people, most of the time, those are, those are thoughts you keep to yourself. Those are like inside thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. But there, yeah, there's some people who will openly, um, Tell have you got that. a story about that tell us a story um yeah so there was a designer I worked with when I was like a brand new engineer and he kept doing really weird things like he would delete stuff out of models that he shouldn't have been touching and but it, it was little things like a washer right and so then I'd have to go and really thoroughly check and then notice there's a washer missing all of a sudden it was really weird. And so it, things got really stressful and, you know, I kept trying to be really nice and like, let's work together as a team. And <laughs> that didn't help at all. It just kept going downhill until it got to the point where he would pretend like I wasn't talking like, or he couldn't hear me. <laughs> and I was like, we have to get our, we have to get this work done. Like we can't, we can't play this game today. Um, so as part of that thing he was doing, he would call other more senior engineers over and get them to tell him what to do and just pretend like I had never told him anything. So it got to the point where I was there. I, I'm a morning person. So I was getting there at like six or seven in the morning. I would have to stay until like nine o'clock at night because he would come in at night to make sure that he didn't go talk to somebody else and get them to tell him to change my design. And, and then this, so <laughs> he didn't like that I was there all the time making sure this wasn't happening. So he called over the chief engineer one day 
chief engineer saw I was there. And so he was like, oh, you know, come over. Let's talk about this. And which really pissed this designer off very obviously. And so I was trying to talk about it. He was doing his thing where he couldn't, he was pretending like he couldn't hear me again. And finally, I don't remember exactly what the chief engineer said, but he mentioned something about it. And this designer was like, she's just not qualified to do her job. I don't know what to tell you. What? <laughs> yeah. <gasps> Guys, I've like, got no response. My mouth is open and there's just no words coming out right now. What? Yeah. <gasps> oh my God. What a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I was really shocked that somebody would be so unprofessional. I mean, um, that's past unprofessional. That is yeah. just unacceptable. Rude. Yeah. And like, who are you? You know, what? Yeah. No. <gasps> oh my God. See, this so relates to, we did an episode a while ago, uh, Sexism in the Workplace. Uh, so this totally relates yeah, because obviously you are in such a male dominated field. So are you, do you still get like, do you still get people like that or um, you still yeah. do? I'm just, I think I'm better at dealing with it now. Right. I don't let it go so far. I, I like shut it down up front and the magic topic tends to be math. I've noticed I'm, I, I have a, a master's degree and as part of my master's work, I took extra math classes. And so just because that's what I personally love, there was, a, but it has the added benefit of, I tend to know more math than my coworkers. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and also uh, like around this whole idea that I'm not qualified to do my job tends to be just personal opinion or gut feeling. So there's, there's no, actual logic or data to back these things up and so, so I just started calling it out and being like well I hear you but you know did do you have some analysis to show this do you have some data to show this and finally I told one person you know I would love to hear more why don't you go and build your own model and then when you're done with that we'll talk about it yeah and I obviously <laughs> and they just can't down. do that yeah yeah. That's okay. So that's quite a good way of dealing with it, actually. So, but it's a shame that you have to. I mean, yeah, you know, we're 2022 now. Women are working in what was typically, you know, quote unquote men's roles. They're not men's roles. It's just a role, yeah. right? Um, okay. So, um, talking about because this episode, we sort of wanted to chat about like women in STEM, which is science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, right? Yeah. So this is a really new term to me. Um, I don't really know too much about it. I mean, can you maybe elaborate a little bit more and sort of explain what it entails? Like what, maybe what jobs come under STEM? Oh yeah, so it would be all the engineering roles. Um, the math jobs I, that I know of are more like statisticians or math professors, math teachers. Oh, okay. um, I'm sure there's more than that, but those are the people I know of. And then, you know, there there are actually people that work as chemists at, at various companies for doing different things around, um, you know, anything from the beauty industry to defense. Oh, um, so like, that's you know, interesting. Yeah. So they'll, they'll formulate like your, your skincare, your makeup. Um, so 
I know a lot of people that were really interested in chemistry for that reason. They wanted to go and like build better beauty products. Yeah, I mean, that sounds really interesting because when you think of like science, technology, engineering, mass, you almost don't think of like beauty products and things like that with the science, do you? It's not the first thing that comes to mind. So that's actually really interesting. Okay, so then um, the science bit would entail that. So what about um, tech? What comes under tech? Uh, So that would be like um, computer science, building programs, building apps, um, building algorithms, that sort of thing. Okay. That's interesting because I work in uh, fintech. I uh, own a fintech, but I never considered myself like a woman in STEM because um, I don't know anything about it. So I never really like considered myself one of those, but definitely like I come up against a lot of sexism all the time um yeah people are people are not people men men are mean (laughs) men are mean okay guys girls men are mean um so in terms of for example like the the science the chemist uh to make beauty products that's that's probably quite attractive to uh some women that maybe want to get into this Mm -hmm. to make better beauty products because who knows better what like what we as women want than another woman right yeah um, I think there's a lot of room for growth there too. Cause I think even if you look at the engineering side of it, well, first of all, yeah, there's a lot of room for better beauty products just to be formulated better from a chemistry standpoint. Um, but also engineering wise, I look at stuff all the time and I'm like, who designed this? It, you're, you have not thought this through properly. Why do straighteners not turn themselves off? Like, why is that even a problem? I leave the house so anxious so often that I didn't turn my straightener or my curling iron off. And it's so ridiculous. It should just turn itself off. Do you know what? That's a really good point. So since you've got that idea, (laughs) is there any other things that you feel like you could build better? Like, you know, tell us your thoughts. Oh, yeah. I drive my husband nuts like all the time. I'll come across something and be like, who made this? Who designed this? This is awful. <laughs> I think that's an engineer thing, though, to be honest, because I hear my coworkers do the same thing. It's like once you start designing things or troubleshooting things, you're like, who thought this was a good idea? But that's even more reason why there needs to be more women in these fields, because you you don't know unless you're the person using it for that thing. You know, like there's a lot of things that can be used by multiple people for different you know, reasons. And if they're not in the room designing it, then it's going to end up being a dumb design for them. That's exactly true. Yeah. Who knows better than the consumer? That's the, she's the, the person that has to run back in their house two times to check. They unplug the switch. Yeah. You know, who knows better yeah, exactly. than, than that? Um, so if you could uh, change three things that we use on a daily basis... Um, and you could engineer them better, what would you change? Oh, gosh, that's so hard. The, the things I've been complaining about most recently were like my straightener and my um, curling iron because I keep forgetting about those. Oh, that's so hard. I just told you I like talk about it all the time and I, I can't think of other. Um... That's such a good question, though. I just, you know, you were saying there's a lot of things yeah. you complain about. And I thought, well, you know, just yeah. give us three three things that you... Uh, you know, on a daily basis you use that you think, you know what, this is such a rubbish design and it really needs to be made by me better. Actually, this thing, I I use it for 
just to put my phone on and stuff so I can like see what's going on or if I get an email or something. It Okay, so this guys, obviously you can't see this, but it's a phone stand. Yeah. It's supposed okay. to stay up, but it's so cheaply engineered that if you put something in it, it just like immediately goes down. It yeah. weighs it down. I'm watching it slide down right now. So this is not good, guys. Not good. No, it's terrible. <laughs> it's a terrible design. No, it's it's hilarious. Like everything I come across. Well, not everything, I guess. But yeah, that's all I have right now. I'm sure I'll think of something at the end that I, I hate. <laughs> yeah, anytime you think of something, just like let us know. Um, because it's really interesting sort of from <laughs> your perspective um, that, you know, these things you're using on a daily basis, but actually they're not sort of, they're almost not fit for purpose, are they? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's It's crazy. And yet we all use them and no one's changed anything yet. Yeah. Like you say, I mean, this is 2022 and straighteners don't have like an auto turn off. Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. Like how many bathroom fires have to start before someone says like, okay, let's, you know, let's put an auto turn off in there. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it's very strange. It's, it's very strange. We're 2022. So yeah. what would, um, and this is Sheikah's question because I got in touch with Sheikah. She was really interested that you were coming yeah. on and she was absolutely gutted that she can be part of this episode um, because this is something that's so, is so interesting to her and, you know, to me as well, but she knows a lot more Aww. about it than I do. Um, but she had a question, which was, what do you think might encourage more girls to take up STEM? Yeah, that's such an interesting question. There's, I think it's, there's a lot of aspects that, that limit the number of women that go into STEM. You know, in my own life, I had a lot of um, teachers and, and honestly, most of them were female that, advise me to not continue down this path um my was that like school teachers or yeah school teachers and counselors um the and also my family my family was not really supportive of me really? uh, yeah my my mom was convinced that no one would want to marry me no which I thought was hilarious oh. yeah it's totally not true, by the way. Like, if anyone's on the fence, it's not true. No, you said you have a husband, right? Yeah. Yeah, so obviously not true. I don't know why. You love yeah. me looking at I don't know why no one would want to marry Of course someone wants Thank to marry you. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously very intelligent as well, which I think is always a plus. Um, no, it's lots of reasons to want to marry Thank you, guys. Lots of reasons. Don't worry. I'm, I'm looking. I'm telling you. Loads of she's great great. um okay so lots of people told you uh not to yeah yeah and completely went against kind of like aggressive about aggressive really yeah yeah um well I don't know honestly it you know looking back at it it's just kind of confusing like why why do you care you know I don't know why you know, everyone's living their own life and they have their own interests. I don't know why you wouldn't just support someone and what they're interested in. It's not hurting anybody. Why do you care? Exactly. Just, just be supportive. It's just, it's kind it's just a bizarre thing. If you don't have anything nice to say, in my opinion, it's best not to say anything. That's sort of what I live by. Nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. Um, Just sort of shut up, be supportive. And if it's not hurting anyone, you know, what's it to, what's it to you, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's how I feel about things. Okay, so you obviously went right against um, everyone's wishes, basically. Yeah. Did you struggle more because of that? Yeah, because engineering is notoriously really difficult. Um, just just mentally, it's difficult because it's the, the subject matter is so hard. 
there's there's so much you're learning at once. It's like your brain gets tired by the end of the day. And then to have to go home and have people that weren't really supportive and were like, oh, see, this is proof that you shouldn't have gone down this path. This is proof that you can't do it because you're you're tired when everyone else is struggling too. Everyone else is having a hard time. Everyone else is tired. It's just part of engineering. So to encourage more girls to take up STEM because obviously it's such a male-dominated field. Surely we want to get more women involved in this, you know, for better <laughs> beauty products, better uh, designs for everyday products, you know, for the female consumer. What do you think needs to happen to maybe encourage more? Because obviously what you've said is that basically teachers told you not to continue down that path. Families told you not to continue down that path. So what do you think would need to change? Is it people's outlook? on the fact that it's such a male dominated role or that it's so difficult maybe a female shouldn't be doing it or is it just um you know sort of women are changing more in what we do and we're sort of more now of the opinion that you know we can do anything a man could do and actually we can probably do it better so is it a mix of women's opinions and also you know other people's inputs or what do you think Yeah, I think it's the whole culture. You know, it's just that idea that women couldn't do certain things was really deeply ingrained and it and it takes more people, you know, being born and going into work to to slowly chip away at those ideas. And um, it it seems like hopefully we're going in a good direction. I hope because, you know, I think we absolutely are going in the right direction. But I think like you say, it's, it takes a while for almost like new generations to be born and to say basically, you know, this, what we've had up till now yeah. is crap. And, you know, women can do this job better than, than anyone. Um, and then I suppose hopefully we'll start to see that the roles that are now like male dominated uh, change and become more equal. Yeah, you know? I hope so. Um, I, I hope so. But I mean, you really enjoy what you do, right? I mean, it sounds so interesting. Um, So is every day the same or? No, no. Every day is is very different. Um, Just, you know, it it depends on what I'm working on at the time. But it's, it's, yeah, there's always something different going on, whether they're trying to start a new program. And so they're trying to scope things and then I have to be in, in, involved in those conversations or I'm trying to design a new um, cooling system. It It's always very different. And that's what's really nice about it is it's, it never really gets boring because by the time you get bored of one aspect of it, like things have changed and you're going on to something else. Wow. It sounds fantastic. So is this like a desk job or are you constantly on your feet doing something or? It's mostly a desk job. Every once in a while that we do testing and so far I've gotten to be involved in that. That's not really normal though. Um, normally I would just do the analysis and maybe do the design and someone else would be in charge of testing. Um, but I was really grateful to be involved in it because it was really fun and and it's so much, I don't know, it's so helpful when I built the model, I know how the math is set up and then I can go and test it. I, I, I know where I want things and I know how I want it done. So it's, wow. it was great. It's absolutely fascinating this. I really, I'm so intrigued to learn more. I mean, can you tell me just like, what's like a typical day for you? You get to work. What's a typical day? Oh, you know, I get to work. I check emails. Uh, Right now I'm building a new model. So I just immediately start working on my model. Um, 
more junior engineers will kind of pop in on my messages or come over to my desk and, and ask questions. And um, sometimes I get, you know, emails from people asking for advice on things. And, and that's, that's mostly it right now. But like I said, it changes all the time. It's, it's in six months, my day will be completely different. Really? Oh, it, it honestly, it sounds it's so interesting. So this really, it really does fascinate me, all of this, uh, especially the fact that you're a woman killing it in her field, clearly. I think it's, it's great. Um, <laughs> is there anything else you can tell us about STEM? Because I'm still not completely clear on it. I don't know. I'm probably, you have to excuse my ignorance, because I I just, it's not really a word that I was familiar with, a, a term, sorry, that I wasn't really familiar with until maybe like six months ago. And I've obviously, obviously I know women are working, you know, in science and tech, but STEM is new for me. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it turns out it's just a whole uh, category on its own of, you know, women doing these jobs. So is there anything else you can sort of tell us about what you know you do with aerospace or I know obviously you can't go into like crazy detail um but is there anything else you can sort of tell us um well stem I think I think that's kind of confusing for everyone because it's it's like it should be one thing but it's really a lot of things and there's a Venn diagram that really overlaps with almost everything right you know like it's just I mean you could really even make an argument that it it uh that finance is part of it, even though you really wouldn't traditionally think of that because you have to invest, you have to make sure that, you know, that what people are developing actually makes sense. You know, <laughs> you're not trying to develop something that physically cannot exist by the laws of physics, you know? So it just, I think it kind of, it, it sounds like it's a, a, just one thing when it could really be everything if you really wanted to argue that. Yeah. Because I just, I was never clear completely on what STEM actually was and what it you know because obviously it is it's four different uh categories isn't it sort of all rolled into one yeah well and then if you just look at like the science category you know it's biology and physics those are those are pretty different things and they they cover uh, quite a wide range just with those two topics and then there's plenty of other things to focus on and uh within that so it, it's kind of a weird it's kind of a weird term. Yeah, it absolutely is. Oh, well, that's good because I don't feel as um, stupid now um, as I did coming into this because I feel like you've just sort of clarified that, you know what, it is really confusing. And this is coming from a woman in STEM, yeah. guys. The word, no, the term <laughs> STEM is like really confusing. So if you're like me and had no idea, don't worry. We are not stupid. The term is like so <laughs> confusing. Uh, you can all go yeah. and feel better about yourselves now. We are not the stupid ones. Um, so I just, you know, <laughs> I mean, no, for real, because it, it's just so confusing, but it's just so, so interesting. So you literally, you're working yeah. like with planes and drones and like, yeah. oh my God, how cool is this? Like, Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I should say also with aerospace, there's quite a wide range in how long it takes for something to be, um, developed and actually go out and fly. Is this like from uh, design on the computer to playing on the tarmac? Yeah. Okay. So how, how long does that take? So like with the planes you fly in, it, it's usually like 10 years would be crazy fast. Like it's 20 or 30 years. They spend a long time on those planes. They're incredibly safe. Um, 
There's lots of redundant parts. So that means if like a pump fails, there's a backup pump. So you're not just going to, you know, fall out of the sky. Um, it's very safe. The, you know, that, but that part of it, it, it takes a lot longer. I think for me, it, I, I'm, I'm a person who likes things to change all the time. So that was a, a little bit too slow. Um, the, the drone, the area I work in with the drones is much faster. Like we have been developing planes in like a couple years, which is just crazy. It's crazy fast. And that's partially why it's so stressful. So that is literally from an idea that you have on, on a PC screen to actually mm-hmm. in the air flying is like a couple of years. <gasps> yeah. Wow. That's, that's quick. Yeah. Yeah. They, <laughs> It's very sporty. <laughs> I mean, it is. So what about, um, this might sound really stupid, but obviously that's like from the design to then like yeah. it being in the air. So how long does it take that, obviously once you've got the design, for example, like a Airbus A320, when you've already got the design, mm-hmm. how long does it take to then build like another one? Well, so with like the Airbus, um, I've never worked for like Boeing, but yeah, I... I think um, I think they end up doing all of their design and analysis and testing work before they actually build them. So they would take a, a quite a bit longer. But um, for the ones that we do, um, how long till like, we get we we end up actually building parts before we're done designing it? Oh wow! Yeah, because I mean that's the only way to do it. Because it there's some things that that take too long. You wouldn't you wouldn't be able to have a plane on the ground and ready to fly in two years if you didn't start building parts before you were completely done with the design. Oh, that's really interesting. Okay, so a lot of it is like building the parts, and then okay, so plane safety. Just like touch a little bit on this because you said like they're very safe. They're not going to fall out of the sky. (laughs) Are they very safe? Mm -hmm. Because the the commercial ones are very safe. Yeah, are they? So okay, yeah. What about like these drones and stuff? What's like? What are um, they like? they're so this the safety aspect of that is looked at in a different way because there's no one on board. So the the focus is like where people are going to touch them. Are you going to hurt somebody? Ah, uh, okay. And then you know also once it's in the air, are we going to be able to get it down some way without hurting anyone? Um, so sometimes that means we just crash them. Oh, <laughs> right. Because it's it's better just it's better to to let that get blown up than to possibly hurt someone. Right. Okay. That sounds so reassuring. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's great. You just don't want to be in the the flight path of one of those, do you? Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, wow. Honestly, I'm fascinated. I really wish Sheikah was here because she would she would love this. This is so up her street. Um, I mean, because I know you did say to me before, this is some things, you know, you can't really speak about. So I'm very conscious of the fact that I don't Uh want to pry too much and ask you things and put you in a difficult position. So is there anything you feel comfortable telling us? Um, I could tell you more stories. Um, I mean, we would love to hear. We love a good story on Tea With Us. So we would absolutely love to hear more stories. So during the pandemic, um, there we couldn't stop working because these drones are important, apparently. Um, So (laughs) people were getting really (laughs) sick. And I was working with a group of people who really didn't want to get COVID. And so they kind of 
like found other people who also really didn't want to get sick and were like, okay, we're all working together <laughs> so that this doesn't happen here. Because for context, people were getting really, really sick because so many people weren't being careful, were coming to work when they when they were sick. Um, I had multiple coworkers that were hospitalized. Um, so there was reason for this um, concern. And we had to go test something and it was something that like it could explode. It was probably not going to, but if it can, you you know, you have to take all the safety precautions, but they didn't want to bring more people in because of COVID. And so I was there putting my, my, there's called thermal couples and they like record, they, um, they can tell what, how hot a surface is or how hot the air is. And then they connect to a little device that records that data. So I, I was setting all of that up for the test. And my boss was like, hey, do you want to be our firefighter? <laughs> and so like, they're, they're see, it's a fire extinguisher is not like a normal home fire extinguisher. It's like probably four feet tall. And it's on a little cart. <laughs> so, so I had to. <laughs> my co poor coworkers. This was actually really funny. I think that my boss did this to troll my coworkers. Um, like asked the one female there <laughs> to be the firefighter because when the other guys saw that, they just look looked horrified. But I could tell they didn't want to say anything about it. <laughs> I just was watching them like back up further and further. Like, okay, well, we're just going to let this thing burn, I guess. It, it turned out to be fine. But it was just, it was really hilarious to me to like watch my coworkers squirm because I was going to be the firefighter. It's also fun. It was, it's kind of fun to think about. This thing was pretty expensive. So it was kind of fun to think about destroying it. I mean... That's like, it's so funny when that, that comes down to the sexism, doesn't it? Because clearly they didn't trust you Yeah. to put the fire yeah. out. Oh, unbelievable. I mean, I'm sure you would have. Oh yeah. If you know me, like I would have ripped off my own arm before that fire didn't get extinguished. Like it was going to go out one way or another. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It Honestly. So whilst being a really serious uh, job, it actually sounds really good fun as well oh yeah yeah we have a great time um I I really really love my co-workers um one of them was making jokes about you know like that art in in like office lobbies that's just kind of like blotches of paint and it could really be anything she was like joking that they were like prophecies <laughs> of, like different things that happened like <laughs> It was hilarious. But yeah, we have a really good time. It, it sounds great. I'm I'm so intrigued. Like you're making me want to learn a bit about this. Um, I really want to like, I want to know more. This is really, for me, interesting. I just don't want to pry into your job too much. Um, oh, yeah. But I'm genuinely really interested. So, okay. Uh, in aerospace, what other roles are there? Like what people do what? Is there, would this be for like building a plane? Or... Yeah, so it'd be build for building a plane. Okay, because see, when I think aerospace, I feel like it's I felt like NASA space, but obviously this is building planes, right? Yeah, I mean NASA also you know has their own work that's that's similar, but yeah, this is um, yeah for building planes, you'd have structural analysis as well, which 
um, is just going and, and, and looking at the structure of the plane and making sure it's not going to fall the air. The uh, wings aren't going to break off if like a big gust of wind comes along and, and really, you know, pulls on them. And that's actually, if I, I don't know this, that this helps very much, but I had a family member that was afraid of flying and my husband showed her a video of them testing the wings and they'll literally test the wings till they're like very close to being well, they're probably like 60 degrees up. So like very bent. Oh, yeah. 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 And they can survive that. That That's, that's some of the testing that they do to make sure that the aircraft is safe. And that's, um, that's actually done on, on the aircraft I work on and commercial aircraft. So, um, there's a lot of interesting stuff there. And then there's also within structural analysis, um, you know, the, the planes will vibrate in the air. Uh, and that can be a really big problem because if you don't um, design things properly, it can vibrate so much that pieces of the plane will break off or it'll break some of the electronics. So you won't, maybe you might lose communication or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's really important. We do a really good job of it. They've been doing it for like, 50 years now. So people know what they're doing, but it's, it's really interesting. So there are some videos of planes flying around, not with people, not with people inside. I don't, I don't want to scare people away from flying, but there are videos of planes flying around, like just vibrating more intensely than you ever thought was possible. What's the reason for that? Well, so there could be different things. You know, there's an engine on board, the engine's causing vibration. Um, the wind moving around it is it, different. That can cause some vibration. Um, so it's, it's different things like that. It depends on also what they're doing, how fast they're flying. Um, there's there's a lot of things that could contribute. Wow. I'm fascinated. I mean, I went into this loving flying and I'm coming out of it like a little bit cautious. You know, oh, I don't know if I'm going to get on a plane anytime soon after this. No, I'm joking. I'm very reassured. <laughs> Clearly, oh. you do some really good okay. like, safety tests. It's all good. Guys, don't be put off flying. Um, AJ says it's perfectly safe. So, no, it's it's really, really safe. It's, yeah, they, and everyone takes their jobs really seriously. Um, you know, it's, it's, this is an industry where people have yeah. a lot of pride in what they do. So it's not like people are just throwing stuff out the door or at least the engineers that I know don't want that to happen. You know, they, they, they really fight for good designs to, to make it out into the air. Yeah. I mean, like you say, they've been doing this for so long. And obviously, I suppose once you find a good design, <laughs> do you sort of stick with that or do you evolve? Uh, no, there's, there's been a lot of evolution. I mean, it, it depends, right? So like for stuff like commercial flight, then they, they do tend to stick with things a little bit more. Um, that's another reason why I, I like the part of the area, uh, the part of the field that I'm in is, is we can do, we can try new things. We can, we can do weird stuff, you know, that's just specialized. To, to, I don't want to, I don't know what, I don't want to cross a line, but that, you know, you can do a lot of interesting things when you're not concerned about people being on board you know because if it fails if you mess up I mean it it crashes and and these things are still quite expensive but you know you'd rather crash the plane yeah yeah exactly no lives on board yeah I get that yeah I mean that makes absolute perfect sense oh well wow um you've really left the door open for like another episode to do with this um because it's just so, it's so interesting. Um, 
Well, thank you so much for coming on and sort of educating us a little bit. I mean, we're only just scratching the surface really as to what um, this, you know, aerospace entails and what STEM is, but super interesting. Can't wait to learn more. Might have a Google <laughs> myself just to like even read up some more. Really, really intrigued. Um, so thank you so much for coming on, AJ. Yeah, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Hopefully more people are inspired to go into the field. I really hope so. Yeah, I mean, look, you've inspired me. I'm interested to learn more. So, okay, if there's anything you can say to any fence sitters out there, especially women, um, what would you say? There's, it's so incredibly interesting. It's so rewarding. And and it's it's an area where there's really no downside to you. If you get into aerospace and you decide you don't like it, you have incredibly valuable skills that will apply to a lot of other things. Um, or And that's the same thing with STEM in general, like go towards something that's interesting to you. But if you, the nice thing about it is if you find out that, hey, this was a bad idea, I actually don't like working in this area, you have very valuable skills that will translate to something else. So it's always a good idea to go in the direction of STEM. Absolutely. Sounds perfect. Um, well, thank you so much for coming. You're honestly, you're welcome back on any time. We've actually left the door open for more of this. So I really hope, you know, sometime in the future, you'll definitely come back and, and we can do another episode about this, like a part two, perhaps. Um, yeah, that'd be great. I, I would really love that. And I'm sure a lot of our listeners would as well. Um, so guys, we'll love you and leave you there. Um, obviously, we're on all the podcast platforms, uh, YouTube and Instagram, Tea With Us Pod, Tea With Us Podcast. Um, get in touch with us after this episode, leave a comment, leave a review, like, subscribe, um, maybe give us some questions as to what you want to know if we can get AJ back for a part two. Is there any questions? You know, leave them in a comment, send us an email. Um, and otherwise, like I say, we'll love you and leave you there. And we'll be back next week with another super fun episode. Um, bye guys.